Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, my name's Chris Paul and I am the CEO and founder of Man on Inverclyde, a mental health charity based in Greenock in the west of Scotland. And we're bringing you this message today to raise awareness of mental health and raise awareness of our charity and how we can maybe support you, your friends or your loved ones if you need it. Now, we started off as a suicide prevention charity and we're continuing that mission. We want to break the stigma attached to mental health. We want to break the stigma attached to men's mental health. And I know that a lot of men will be listening to this podcast. So please get in touch with us via Manon and Verclyde on social media. Um, you'll find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you're not on social media and you want to get in touch with us via email, just type in support at manoninverclyde.com. Our landline here is 01475-910258. So yeah, get in touch with us if you're struggling with your own mental health or you're concerned about a friend or a family member. One of our staff members are volunteers here to support you. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few podcast, the podcast in all things Rangers. What, what can I say, listeners? What a difference a week can make. This time last week, it wasn't the... <laughs> wasn't the most uh, positive pods, but by Christ, I'm higher than Malik Tillman now. Um, and for anybody that's seen Tuesday night, that's no mean feat. Here to talk about how life is good again and how we're going to win the Champions League, the treble, domestic treble, and uh, we're going to win everything, Eurovision Song Contest, uh, American Super Bowl. Nothing's really stopped us. First of all, from the continent, David Tomlinson, how are you doing? Great, thanks. Enjoy. Well, no, I'm not really enjoying. I was going to say enjoying the, the nice weather, but it's it's too nice weather. 
As, uh, as I said the next, last week, if I look hot and sweaty, it's because I am <laughs> really in the, the, the 30s here. And uh, it's not even cooling down now, even at this time of night. So, but really, up with the, the, the football was great this week. Thoroughly enjoyed the game uh, and, and Tuesday night. And uh, although it was, uh, when, when Tav had to take the penalty, I'm afraid the old ticker was going boom, 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 boom. So, uh, but Tav never let us down, and uh, we'll go on to talk about that. What I just want to call out there, for anybody who's listening or in audio only on Spotify or Apple after the live streams went out, what an advert for watching is on YouTube. A hot and sweaty David Tomlinson. If that doesn't get you on here, then I don't know where it will. You don't get that in follow follow. <laughs> you do not. A heart and hand. <laughs> Also joining us uh, for the Deep South, Mason Stewart. How are you, Mason? Yeah, well, good. Thanks, Colin. Uh, thanks for having us back on. Uh, yeah, same as David T. Absolutely uh, buzzing with a result Tuesday night. And uh, I listened to you three boys um, last Thursday talking about, obviously, the game uh, out in Belgium and uh, agreed with it. But it, it wasn't the uh, utmost upbeat. But, you know, glad we managed to sort of turn it around and uh, looking forward to talking about the weekend as well. Absolutely, and last but not least, Davy Park. Davy, they will obviously listen to you last week because they completely turned it around. Well, that's uh, good news. So I'll just be uh, texting Gio and just get a standing invitation for the team talk. Because, uh, clearly, uh, some was said, but at the end of the game on on Tuesday, when it got to you know the last few minutes, then five minutes were added. But in five minutes, this and I think I've just become conditioned to it. I was counting down the minutes to I'm feeling it coming on at the end. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was, and it didn't disappoint. So no, it was uh, much better, much improved on Tuesday. Yeah. So let's get into Tuesday night. Before we talk about the actual football, David Borg, I want to stay with you. Last week, we'd, last uh, mm-hmm. couple of weeks, I spoke about how, how the atmosphere at Ibrox may impact how G'd up the players yet, depending on how the game goes. How do you think? What did you make you choose the night? For me, I thought at points it was electric. Well, um, I mean, the older I get, the more I'm coming round to it because I've I've always long been of the opinion that the crowd in the Ibrox could do whatever they want, but you know, have have little impact on the pitch. But clearly last season and then on Tuesday, you know, is, is proving me wrong in that respect because you can clearly see that it, it does make a difference. It does. Uh, so that, you know, a negative impact on them and a positive on us. So it's it was uh, good to see. And a, a special mention here for the boys who are in the Broomlin uh, for giving the goalkeeper the treatment in the first half every time he was there. Uh, taking the goal kicks and, you know, putting the pressure on. Because I think we should do that every match. But they did it particularly well on Tuesday night and it was uh, it was good. The whole stadium should do it, but they were really good at it. Every time they, they, they gave him it tight until he played that ball out. So, well done. And it's and maybe it's just that small items like that, that what the crowd do make a difference. Because I've, I've come round to the view that they do, because for years I would suggest, no, they... They don't. They're professionals. They don't really give a shit, you know, who's who's standing watching them. But clearly, that's not the case. Yeah, it actually does make a difference. So, and it's no unfair to say that Ibrox is 
a really difficult place to go you now in terms of how how this Rangers team set up and the reception you get for the visiting team. It's a tough, tough place to be drawn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I've been in uh, some hostile atmospheres, you know, going abroad, Panathinaikis, you know, they were particularly... Uh, Porto, you know, the first time I went when it was the big bowl of a stadium. But uh, Panathinaikis, uh, you know, we're wait- that's the first time I thought it was a myth that the supporters would actually meet you at the airport, but but they did. So they, we, we were, uh, so we got to say hello to them for like 10 minutes after stepping off the plane. So, no, but Ibrox is uh, is up there with the absolute best in them, you know, and it's, it's really good to see, really good to see. And we were patient because, you know, we, we waited all that time, you know, 44 minutes before we made the breakthrough. Uh, and, you know, the crowd were, we just stuck with it, stuck with it, you know, I think confident that, you know, we would eventually make the breakthrough and, and, and we would take it from to see how they would react. So they acted as we hoped they would. So, but, uh, no, excellent stuff. It well, was uh, continue as well. Warming to the heart. Yeah. David Teal, come to you for the actual team then. So we made our team predictions last week. I don't think any of were far off. We, well, we'll run through the team. So we started with John McLaughlin in goals. I think it's clear now he's got to be the, the number one for the foreseeable. Back four of Tavernier, Goldson, James Sands and Borna Barisic coming back in. Midfield three of Lundstrom, Tom Lawrence and Scott Arfield with the three attackers, Ryan Kent coming back in. Malik Tillman on the right and behind Antonio Cholak. For me, the big surprises were Borna Barisic and Scott Arfield coming in. What did you make of that um, when you seen that before the game? Well, I, d- I didn't really see it that way, the way you're saying it as a 4-3-3. I really seen it as Lundstrom sitting a bit, a bit back, having the back four, Lundstrom sitting a bit back, and I actually uh, thought we were actually playing with five forwards. With uh, Cholak a little bit more advanced. But um, Lawrence and uh, Arfield, and the, I mean, they were they were doing a lot more attacking than they were defending, so although when, they, when it was needed, they did defend, especially Lawrence. Lawrence was everywhere. Lawrence, I think Lawrence covered just about every bit of grass at the, on, the, on the whole park. And it's just a memo to, to Gio. If you pick the right players, you'll get the right results. And Because he just got the team totally wrong uh, in Belgium. Um, what, did, what did I think of it? Yeah, Tillman, yeah, what I've been saying all week, uh, he's not a right winger. He shouldn't have been out there. That was uh, that was the only mistake I think he made, and he wasn't really that great out there. Tillman, Tillman should be in the middle of the park where where he can go both ways, and that, that that's where he's going to be his most dangerous. He stick uh, Tillman out the wing, then it's just a waste of a player. Um, Kent came in. They tried to they tried to do what every team tries to do is put two three men on Kent. Um, thankfully, Lawrence, being being the player that he is, he helped Kent out a lot and, and took over. But we, we were at the end of the second half, at the end of the first half, we were getting a wee bit stale. I think. Um, then, uh, yeah, then then our our best, uh, our favourite Belgian player, although I think he's English, isn't he? He came up with a with the arm ball. 
which reminded me of uh, Anton, Ro- Anton Rogan, I think it was you called him, for Celtic player. I don't know if you'll remember that. Davey will certainly remember that. He came away way with Way before my time, my man. Way before my time. <laughs> well, look it up on YouTube because it's wonderful to, to see. I think it was even, well, it was, it was nicer because it was Celtic, but uh, it's still in my memory that what he done. Look it up on YouTube, it's brilliant. But um, no, that's uh, that, that, he picked the right team tonight, uh, except for Tillman out in the out in the, the right. He should have been in the middle. Aye. that's my view on it. Mason David alluded to there that the we had to wait. It was only forty four minutes, but it felt like a lifetime until that first goal came in. Up until then, I actually thought Rangers were they, they started the first. 10, 15 minutes really, really well but we've seen it time and time again where, where Rangers put all the pressure on the visiting team and when they don't get that goal it's only natural the other team will come into it so for maybe 20 odd minutes it was uh, USG were starting to come back in there that goal was so decisive um, that takes the wind right out of their sails and just cheese us up for the, the second half didn't it? Yeah, I think it was. We needed a goal before half time. We could just see the way the game was going, and, and as you said, they were really starting to sort of grow into the game. Um, I think it would have been a, a real, you know, big task to sort of go and get two goals in in the second half. I know we did, but that completely changes the game. The penalty, and uh, as David T just said, I have no idea what the centre half is because it's not a good cross at all. You know, there's, the ball's going out of play. It's just a, a moment of madness, which. To be honest with you, you've seen better centre halves and better defenders make mistakes at Ibrox last season. So, you know that that, that under that atmosphere, he, he, he crumbled, and um, you know that's that that penalty from Tavernier though was such such a key penalty, and what, what a penalty it was. Um, and then and you, you just felt second half we was going to get a chance, and uh, and we managed to take our chance when it, when it come along. Just on Tavernier, that's him now. Six goals behind Ali McCoyst in, in European competition. That's it's frightening. He's a right back. It, it, just running out of things to say of him every week here. Like even last season, I just do, do you know what it is with, with Tavernier? I thought he was our, he was our best player on Tuesday night uh, by 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 far, and I don't think he was he was fantastic. But what what he did, he just dragged everyone else on. He didn't stop. You could see him, um, you know, absolutely screaming at Barisic. Um, I think he's just grown. He's just grown into the captaincy, and he, he's definitely. Uh, you know, I think our most sort of inf- inferential player, um, and yeah, stepping up for the penalty, he just knew he was going to put it away. Um, and then, and then, you know, the second goal, he, he's massive for the second goal. Um, you know, we get he just running out of things to save him. I was watching the, the Premier League at the weekend, and there's there's not many right backs in the Premier League that I'd take over Tavernier at all. Um, so that just just shows how, how lucky we are to to have him, and uh, hopefully, he finishes career career. All right, absolute Rangers legend. I was about to see it in the making, but you could fairly argue that he is already in that legendary status. Um, and I think time will be very, 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 very kind to James Tavernier's career when we do look back in it. Um, before we discuss the second half, I should really call out, I've had a couple of weeks off the hosting duties, so I forgot to say, get your questions in the comments, folks. Um, questions and comments in general, if you want to ask something, a talking point, if you think I'm talking pish, call it out. I won't be offended. Um, a few hellos coming through already. Um, Davey, Paul, we'll come to you. We'll break it up. Um, there is a question in about the referee, but I'm going to wait to the second half till we, um, we talk about that because 
I thought that was uh, quite an interesting display. Uh, but another question came in, just kind of off the top of the game slightly. Erin Gold asks, personally, I think Calvin Bassey wouldn't have went for that transfer fee if Gio wasn't in charge. Gerard wouldn't have shown um, shown his potential or be as an important player. What's your thoughts? We spoke about Gio quite a lot in terms of like how we see him giving youth a chance. Do you think Calvin Bassett gets the same chance last year under Gerard? Well, I think he made the breakthrough under Gerard, wasn't it? I think at that time, though, we had so few options. We were actually uh, scrambling to find a permutation that, that, that would work. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure whether he would have continued to stay in the team, you know, had, had Gio not turned up. But clearly Gio liked what he saw when he did show up and stuck with him. So... I mean, after the debacle at Hamden against Hibs, you know, I think change was required. So, uh, and when Calvin took his chance, you know, there was, I think, the first couple of games there was uh, maybe some murmurs that you know he just looks like he's he's a big heifer. And but you can clearly see this boy, big uh, Calvin's got is a talented football player. You know, he's got a lovely touch for a big guy, and 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 the strength. Power that he brings in running, good God, he's just the complete package for me. I mean, I was absolutely distraught when he shuffled off to Amsterdam. No, no, it was a. Uh, I mean, it's, again, on on Tuesday night though, they would say the uh, one moment we, we we were laughing about after it was the when in forty four minutes Borna, you know, eventually throws caution to the wind and launches the ball into the box, and you know the, the big man puts his arm up, God knows why. And, Davy will know it is it's doing doing an Anton, and forty eight thousand, forty eight and a half thousand people collectively shout handball. It was uh, it was so blatant. The whole stadium just screamed handball. It was it was quite a moment. It was because normally it wouldn't be as glaring as that, and, and some would appeal, some don't see it, but everyone, the whole lot of us. Handball, the referee was. I don't think he could do anything else. You know what I mean? That would have just capped his night off if he hadn't given that penalty. Jesus! But we'll come on to the ref. You know, absolutely blind for it. It's as good a time as any to talk about the ref. And um, I just want to call out Dale for Los Angeles has um, called out that I am in fact talking pish. So thank you very much for that comment, Dale. Always appreciated. Um, David T. So we've got got a couple of comments in about. The, the referee, SC, um, where, yes, where does that Sands decision rank in the list of howlers? And friend of the pod, David Heard, he's, he's asking what do we think about the ref in general. He, he's saying that that decision about Sands, that could have cost us tens of millions. It's it already could have cost us five million. That's how much this game was worth. It just goes to show, like we do, bits and more about the the standard refereeing in Scotland. But maybe it's just, maybe that's not exclusive to Scotland. Poor refereeing. No, it's not. It's definitely not. It's. I mean, even in. Uh, I mean, if, if you if you look at the first game as well, the penalty decision against us was absolutely <laughs> terrible as well. I mean, and and that's the the far and as well talking about that one. But uh, no, the, the the tackle you you could see it was going a perfect tackle. I mean, although the only thing is that, that these days you don't know. I, I mean, used to if, if, even didn't matter if you clobbered the guy or no, it, it was wasn't a foul as long as you get the ball. But the decision's not like that anymore. Now there's a uh, that, that it's got to be. It's, if it's a wild tackle, then it's still a foul. 
But um, no, I mean, he, he was he was hopeless the whole night. He made a few decisions. No, he went back in that one. Thankfully, the linesman. I don't know why. Why? Why wasn't Far called in at that 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 decision? I don't. I don't understand that. Um, and there was a few decisions that I, I I didn't understand why Far were didn't look at it or, or things. But um, I mean, I was even expecting. David, I just got. In. I think I think VAR did have an influence there. I think if if the referee or or the linesman, someone said to him, "You have just made an, a complete ass of that," and so they managed to uh, made it look like the, the he consulted the linesman and changed his decision because that was an absolutely glaring error. I mean, I I'm a hundred yards away from that in, in the club deck, and it, we could all see that. Sands had won the ball clean as a whistle. You know, he went in with a bit of pace, but there was no way in God's earth that was even a free kick, never mind a booking, never mind a sending off. So when the referee, I think he was given an out, you know, in his wee earpiece, go speak to the linesman. And and in that wee conversation, he then realised, oh, oh, right. Which showed the guy was, at least he got to hand it to him, he was big enough to change his decision, rather than, you know, what a lot of them will do, just double down and say, no, 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 that's it, you're off. So, Willie Collum absolutely doubles down and probably sends off another three just to rub <laughs> salt in the wind. Someone contacted the linesman or the referee and, had, and, and told them that was wrong and he changed it. So I think VR did have an influence there. I don't know which then, one it was it contacted. But you can, if you watch the replay back, when he goes to the linesman, the linesman's obviously covering his gob, and I think he's just been told, "Listen, you need to change that. This little stringy up if you go, <laughs> you go with that decision. That was uh, it was absolutely bonkers." But the referee, I mean, there's some things he got right, and other other bits. You know, he's watching them rolling about the ground, and uh, bizarre. The referee was so inconsistent; he just didn't know what was going to happen next. <laughs> then, then you had the 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 six yard, the, the six yard with Tavernier. Yeah, Tavernier yeah. stepping out the six yards, and the referee just looking at Tav, and, and he was going to. I thought he was going to book him at one time for counting out six yards. I mean, you could <laughs> you can see he wasn't anywhere near. Even after Tavernier stepped out, and Tavernier wasn't even taking big steps; he was just taking ordinary yeah. steps. And the referee, he moved him. I think he moved him back about three inches. <laughs> yeah. That was it. I mean, it was absolutely. He made decisions that were absolutely crazy, and some of some of the fouls as well that that he didn't call. Kent get hit a few good few times really hard. Uh, he just played on, and it, I mean, at times you you like the referee just to, to play on. Uh, the, I mean, they, sometimes the games like uh, indoor football, and I hate that. I, I, I mean, I, I quite like heavy tackles, but um, there, there's. Well, my last word on it. What, what the question that was in my head was when the referee, you know, gave a foul against Sands and, and and thought it was a booking. What did the referee see in that challenge that made him made him do that? Because I could the whole state, I could clearly see it, and I'm three times the distance from the challenge that he is, and we saw, you know, Sands clean, clearly won the ball. Yeah, so what did the referee see? I just it, it was that, inconsistent, like David, what you're saying there, he was. With that, it was he seen something. Or I thought he seen something, but it must have been so light. Whereas, like he was letting a lot go at times, and then other times it was just baffling what he was calling for. And that's a, that's my biggest frustration in any official as any officiating is when 
either way, it's inconsistent. Okay, if you know the ref for the full game is going to let very little go, like just be consistent for for the whole challenges, or if he's going to let the challenges run heavy, it has to be has to be a par, has to be an even game. Yeah, that's so, uh, that's for sure. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. But at least he gave the penalty, and that, that's the main thing. And uh, no, we're born. Uh, and wow. we'll, we'll go on. We, we, I don't think we can dwell on them all the all the time. Nah, because we won. Um, I suppose so. Thankfully, it didn't cost us that five million. Um, but maybe, more. maybe, maybe FIFA want to 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 our UEFA want to look at the the, the level of referees so that they're they're getting to allowing to referee Champions League games. Maybe they should have a look at that because this guy, uh, I, don't, I think he should be a referee in amateur football and not professional football. Aye, yeah, totally agree with you there. Mason, let's get back into the second half then. So for kind of what David Park touched on at the start, Ibrox was right up for it once we got the, the first goal. And I think Rangers, they, they didn't rest in the laurels um, right up until the second goal. I liked how we were trying different different routes of attack. It wasn't constantly just out to Bonabar, it's just having to get the ball in. We were trying to play through the lines and actually thought Tom Lawrence and Malik Tillman had a, a really, really good second half. Yeah, we, I'll be honest, I don't think we started the second half great. I think there was a five, ten minute spell when we, we were a little bit slack. But uh, after that, we settled. We settled. I thought, um, yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence was just busy. He, he's going to be, I've said it, we've said it already, but he's going to be a really good signing for us. Um, he always wants the ball. Um, he, he did. He did go out and play because he's naturally last season played out towards the left. He did veer off Kent's position, but we said play Kent if he's seventy or eight percent. To me, he looked seventy or eighty percent. Um, so that, I think that that helped. Um, but yeah, it, we, we one thing I can't knock the players is they 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 knew what they had to do and they didn't stop. Um, and maybe because it's it's early on in the season, we're not you know the passes are not firing in. And um, but one one thing I will say is I, I'm I think that the James uh, Sands at, at centre half. That that's not for me. I, I think that Ben Davis has got to come into that side Saturday. I'm sure we'll come on to that. But but I think the Sands there. I think Tavernier he, he gets no Barisic in the first half. The first booking Barisic absolutely kills. Oh uh, Kent, it was Kent absolutely kills him with a slow pass. He has to take the geezer down, takes the yellow. Uh, but the whole second half, you just you just you know you can just see Sands getting getting sent off. And, and we spoke about the referee and the inconsistency in their players. What annoys me, the referee didn't. They done exactly the same thing last week. And it's on telly. You can see him cheating. Their captain was at it the whole game. And he tried it again Tuesday night and he got away with it every time. So I'm th- the referee should surely know from previous. Um, but just, just one thing on the referee didn't, didn't jump in when you were saying. If he would have sent Sands off, VAR can't do nothing. It's two yellows. So VAR can't step in at all. Now, David P, I agree. You might have had a word in his sound. You've had a, you've had a mayor there. You better speak to your linesman. But VAR can't get involved with two yellow cards. We would have been down to 10 men and 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 that's that's another thing with VAR. What you know that it can't go in and and and, and change that decision. Thankfully, he didn't, and it didn't cost us. And we went and got the third straight after. Just on signs, Mason. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's there's a player there. I really like him. Right, just get the cards on the table. I really like him. I think he's he is neat and tidy for the most part. His position is quite well. You can tell his age when he has some of these howlers, but he's, he's quite bizarre. He's 
like you will do. So I think the other night you done that extraordinary tackle and gave the ball away straight away, um, almost like immediately outdoing what you done. I think with Ben Davies coming in, I just worry with how much game time Sands get. So I think he was signed with a view to buying him and for him to be a longer term, uh, longer term player. But the Ross McCrory jumps into my head where he was, Ross McCrory probably was good enough to feature. Um, under Gerard early on, but he didn't have a set position and he didn't get enough game time. I'm just I'm worried that Sands maybe falls into that trap. I think he does. I, th- I think you're spot on. You know, with what you say, I think he's, he's going to be a bit part player, someone that plays in for us. You know, week in, week out. Um, he still he hasn't had many minutes centre midfield, and that's where I'll say, look, maybe he, he needs some more minutes in his. You know, he, before he come, he's the holding midfielder. Um, but is he getting ahead of Lundstrom, Kamara, Davis? Not for me. I've not seen enough from Sands to say he should be. Um, and I think going into PSV next week, I think it's got to be a proper centre-half there. I just think he did make a couple of really good tackles, but sometimes some of the, his passing, again, playing a right-footed uh, player, left centre-half, I'm just not I'm not a fan of it. I think Ben Davis has got to sort of come in and that's what he's been signed for. So, um, yeah, Sands, it is early. It is still early, but at the moment, I think they went four and a half million for him as well. I would not be spending four and a half million on Sands, and I don't mean that horribly. I just think that we can spend it, you know, better elsewhere. I know. Talk about money wasting. Uh, Brenda's just asked as a gallant few of the only fans. She's also a regular listener, not not a regular listener. You know, we we can't get people to tune in for free. Never mind sell it. So, um, any tips, Brenda? Then send them over. I'll send them over. Davey P. Um, only the second goal. Uh, <coughs> I'll be honest, for the second down for goal, I thought if at first I was like slamming the chair in front of me, overhit the ball, poor cross in, but I think the, the ball came for the second one came for Lawrence and he, he finds Tav in the far back post. Tav cuts it back and Cholak misses it. Mm-hmm. I feel this time and time again, I feel makes a beautiful run then hits it straight to keep her over the bar, but Cholak gets the tap in. Um, it turns out I was wrong. Very, very well worked move for Lawrence and Tavnier and Big Cholak again. We know he's going to be a poacher. Um, my only worry was he was going to be called offside, but thankfully he kept the line. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That I mean, that's exactly what you want of a striker, isn't it? A penalty box striker. You know, and, and the goals he's, he's, he's scored so far have all been, you know, what within touching distance of the six-yard line. He's hovering about, just waiting for the ball to break. 
Uh, and that's exactly what I would hope he would be. That's exactly where he was, and he was there just to knock it over the line. You know, scoring them from six inches is just the same as scoring it from thirty yards. No, but uh, I was good. To, it was I was pleased for the big man because in the first half, as did Arfield. You know, he was making runs. He's looking for someone to ping it through to him. They never come off, but he never stopped running. He never stopped looking for it. You know, so uh, I was quite pleased for the big man to get. A, to pop one over and you can see he was quite pleased because I think he will do very well for Rangers because if, as we've said you know, last week if we can provide that boy with a service for chances, he will score he will score it and he, that was just a perfect centre forwards goal for me, that's the kind of goal McCoyst, you know, just he had 10 of those a season when he would knock it in from one and two yards just anticipating the break of the ball McCoyst made a career out of it I'm hoping Cholak's got the same knack because if, if he can, he, he'll be uh, 15 to 20 goals this season. Easily. David Thompson into the third goal. And again, at first I thought this was a terrible ball in. Borna Barisic. And I, I do want to talk about him uh, for a wee minute as well at some point. Borna Barisic with an overhit ball. Right? I really don't think he meant it. It gets to the edge of the six-yard box, and it's one of these balls when you come out, you just know the keeper's going to go down for a foul, usually, if there's any contact made. Malik Tillman leaping through the air like a gazelle, all the grace in the world. It was a, it was one of those, as soon as he lifts off the air, time just stops. It was beautiful, and then it jumps the keeper and heads it mm-hmm. over. What a leap, what a header, what a finish by a, a very promising young player. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. See, see, if he was my age, he would have the world record high jump for just just for that goal alone. <laughs> it was like some height, and I seen somebody uh, on put it on uh, uh, what the the that make that make a fool of the set the the Celtic uh, pages put it on, and uh, it was a Celtic player saying they wanted him drug tested for the for the the jump. But it was absolutely. So, so, I mean, I wasn't expecting. And I put up your hands. We was all shouting, "Barisic, what are you doing?" <laughs> because that's what I was. Uh, that's what I was doing. And uh, all of a sudden, it just seemed to appear from from nowhere. I mean, I, I never. I was waiting for the goalkeeper to catch it, and then all of a sudden, it just came out, came flying in. The, and he didn't even jump into the keeper. That was a great thing. It, it was the. I mean, if he had jumped into the keeper, he probably would have got the foul. But he didn't. He wasn't near, near the keeper. The keeper just... I think the keeper was wanting to take it round about chest height. And, uh, no, well, <laughs> it was about a metre above chest height when, when Malik uh, hit it. So, no, absolutely brilliant goal. And, yeah, we've just got so much to see from that that boy. He's, he's really, really brilliant. But as I said, don't don't stick him out in the right wing, please, Gio. Let's get him into the team where he deserves to be. And uh, but he had a few brilliant chances. He had one good header in the first half as well, I think, which just uh, which just couldn't keep down. And so he's he's obviously good in the air, that's for sure. I, I I'm really surprised how good in the air he is and how strong he is. Uh, when when he signed, I just assumed he's going to be another one of his young boys who's going to take about six months to. Get used to the the Ibrox coffee and um, we all the steroids we put in them, but he is strong. He is bulked up already, Davy. Yeah, it's, uh, he's yeah, but he is a big boy. Mm-hmm. He is really a big boy, 
And uh, no, if if well, I don't know whether the the Rangers uh, team will be uh, physical team will be getting on him to to build them up more, but uh, <laughs> he's a big boy just now. Nah, uh, I don't know. Can, I, can I just say it's 2-0 for AZ for them that's interested? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So The Scottish coefficient taking a baton again when, <laughs> when it's anybody apart from Rangers, eh? <laughs> but, um, no, uh, I, I really think we're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of pleasure from watching that guy. And Lawrence as well. But I don't know whether you're going to come on to Lawrence separately, but... Uh, Aye, definitely. Yeah, just Great. before we do, Mason, there's a few comments coming in about uh, Borna Barisic as well. Check, sharp passing. What did we all think about him um, crossing for basically the halfway line? I, I'm going to put, I'm going to put my neck line. I thought Borna Barisic had a decent game, and the see, right, hear me out. Uh, there's a, a bit of smirk here, and I'm probably in the in the minority. See the first half, he uh, was guilty of playing the safe ball um, and maybe like the 15, 20 minute mark back to Golson. But I don't think he was doing it any less or any more than our midfielders or the centre-halves or, or even Tavernier, but it's just because it was Borner. He was in a bit of a hard time. He's no one way over to yet, but I don't think, I actually think he was, I mean, he came, came away with uh, a party play and two goals. I think he's actually done all right. Yeah, I'll be honest. I think, the, what, what is it? Everyone says, for fuck's sake, Tav, or I was for fuck's sake, Bona, that whole 45 minutes. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, I just, do you know what Joe, it was, though? I know you're saying in terms of everyone play. I think we have, this season, just played very safe. And I think everyone has. And I agree with it. And um, obviously, you, you and David P might be able to, being at the game, might be able to, to tell me. But the crowd sounded like it was really, really on his back um, in that first half. Just obviously before the penalty. There was a couple of times where, the problem was Kent. They're doubling up on Kent, so they've just left so much space for for Barisic to run into, and he just weren't running into it. When when we first got Barisic, it took him a while sitting in. But see, see, maybe the fifty five season is better to you know to, to, to that season. He was he was running up and down. He was trying to beat players. It, just at the minute, he just again he just goes into that shell and and yeah, look, he's got two basically two assists to his name, um, and, and and definitely the second cross is just you know we've got snow in it at the time. Someone's uh, someone put Tillman's found a Tom Rodgick penalty all them years later because it did it just went so high. And again, you could hear the noise from the crowd that that, that, that but then um, you know Tillman Tillman rose just on Tillman though. I agree with David T earlier on saying that he's not a right winger. I think I, th- I absolutely agree with that. I think he should be playing where Arfield was in that sort of plan off Kolach. I think that's the best position for Tillman. And going forward, I hope Gio doesn't put him out there. I think a little bit like Aribo. Aribo probably a little bit better to go out there, but I think you're taking Sat away from his game by, by putting him out in, in that position. So uh, good, good signs from Tillman, but we have got to remember it's his, what, ninth uh, men's game. He's only played six for Bayern. He's played only a couple of games for us, so we are going to have to be patient as well. Aye. And that's what we are renowned for as as Rangers fans our patience um, and and letting players you know settle in very well. So you'll get all the time in the world at Ibrox, no worry. Um, we won't pounce on him as soon as he has an off game. I'm sure he's only um, twenty one as well, Colin. We can't forget that. Aye, absolutely. And so no, I think I he's picking up. Sorry, picking up on Mason's point about Borna. Uh, obviously, I'm I'm in the club deck, and I, I can confirm 
that Borna was getting told in no uncertain terms that if if you cut because he did about three times, you know, and it was a groan, then it's another groan, then Jesus. So Borna was knew exactly what was uh, the audience thought of you know him turning it inside every time, and then we saw. I mean, as as, as Collins just said, he's now you know got two assists. So he's just saying, right, well, one, let's get the ball in the box. So we got apparently from one. And then we get Malik, the missile Tillman, on the end of the other one. So, you know, that's there, there's what can happen, Borna. So, you know, just don't have to turn the, the safe option isn't all always the best option. So, no, but Borna certainly in the first half was getting was getting told, you know, that we're uh, and that and that was my fear because I boy it was it. That wasn't exclusive to the club deck. I was, I was in the Copeland and I could even hear the Brimwind saying the fuck's sake, Borners. No. I could hear Mason for London, it was that loud. And mm-hmm. my fear was he was just going to go into his shell. And it's. Um, he didn't. I, he didn't. He didn't. And, and he I didn't think. Him. No. Uh, no, so you've got to uh, see, tip your hat to him in that respect. You know, he did. Uh, and the third goal, you know, because that, that ball come down with ice on top of it, he'd, he'd hit it so high, which I think obviously worked to our advantage <clears throat> because the keeper doesn't have a run on the ball. He's just waiting it to drop from the gods into his hands and Malik just cut across him, you know, having a run on it and, and headed it in, you know, before it got to the keeper. So coming just, coming down from that, height actually worked for us. <laughs> just sticking with you, David P. I didn't actually see it again. Or MD who wants to jump in? SC's asking, "What did uh, Van Bronckhorst get booked for in Tuesday?" I just assumed it was because uh, the rest mental. But, uh, no, it anyway. was. Uh, it was. Uh, he wanted one of their players to get booked. He, yeah. it was. I can't remember what one it was. It, it was. It was. It was one of the tackles. Um, I can't remember the, the guy's name. Uh, I think it was the one that got sent off in the end. It, it was one, he wanted him to get booked earlier than than, than he did. Um, but in the end, the referee was. I think he booked Lundstrom. He booked Lawrence for doing exactly the same thing. So he just continued the pattern on. But yeah, I'm sure Gio got booked for for that. That's fair. Yeah, he booked two in the bench, didn't he? Booked uh, mm-hmm. uh, one of our other backroom staff who who didn't actually get off their seat. So we don't know which one it was, but. Yeah, I mean, he's a wee bit card happy. You know, there was 10 all told, one red, 10 yellows. Uh, so, I mean, we had, I think it's, it's Mason's, or was it you calling it said, you know, Sands gets a cracking ch- tackle and then made, uh, gave the ball away. And we, we were guilty of that a few times. You know, Connor, did, Big Gold, Goldson did it a couple of times. You know, we were just giving the ball away, you know, having uh, done maybe the hard bit. Uh, and, and Sometimes the, the kind of passing from McLaughlin out to the defence wasn't as crisp as maybe as it, it could have been, but you no know, way where there was elements that you know we could tighten up on. We can tighten up on the boots. I mean, and, and facing PSV, we will need to tighten up on because uh, oh, we're just on that. Up on yeah. That's um, a nice wee segue, and I'm going to take another couple of listener questions. Uh, David T, heading to you. Um, have you watched much of PSV over the last year? How many levels does their performance have to go up to beating them over two legs? So I think, I don't, regardless if you watch PSV or not, I think we all know we need upper games to get through this playoff round. But like being a being our uh, podder on the continent, what's your thoughts on the standard of PSV and how we're set up to to scrub them? Well, I, I mean, I've seen PSV the last, not really so much the last couple of years, but uh, 
watching them recently because I think that's more sort of a down to to the question. Um, I, I, I've not been impressed with them. I, I don't really think they've been that good. They beat Ajax 5-3, uh, I think it was, but um, I watched that game. And Ajax, were the, the first half hour, Ajax played them off the park. Uh, but they've got one... The, 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 that uh, looked de young. I mean, they only won. They were absolutely terrible against Monaco. Monaco should have whipped them. But they, they just... Uh, Got a lucky goal, but I think it was even in the extra time uh, at the end of the game, and they got they got a, a they got a goal, which made it two two, and it went into extra time. And for Nistel Roy, for everybody was talking about it after the game, all the commentators and they were asking the players. They uh, for Nistel Roy, he had given the order to put the ball to the back post for for uh, Luke de Jong to get to the back post, and just to keep crossing it to the back post. And that's where they got the third goal from. So that's a, that's a, he, Luke de Jong is a big part in their game with high balls. We'll need to watch him, especially Tavernier at the back post. That's that's going to be a big danger. Um, Obviously, the, the, the guy that was supposed to come to us, he's been he's been scoring quite a lot as well. Um, Joey Veerman. Yeah. And the only, the only reason I know about Joey Veerman is because Mason fucking banged that drum for about four months about how we needed to sign him. I actually, towards the end, I didn't want to sign him because Mason went on about him that much, I'll be honest. No, but he was, he was a good player. He is a, he is a good player and he's, he's quite a part of the, the PSV team. But I mean, they're, they're get just really building up a team as well. They, a lot of their players have, have, are just coming in or, or they, they, I mean, look the younger, he, he came over from Barcelona because he, he didn't really fit in there. Because yeah, he's not really, for me, he's not really the, the kind of football. I don't, don't know why Barcelona bought him in the first place. But, um, I mean, yeah, I, I really think we've got a good chance. I really do. If we can go out and play, we obviously need to get the, the defence sorted out and uh, the stop stop giving the ball away. If we, stop, if we keep giving the ball away uh, round about between the twenty-five and the and the forty-yard line, then we're 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 really going to uh, yeah build a a grave for ourselves because we can't keep doing that against teams that that are as good as PSV. But I really think we've got a chance. I, 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 we've got to play the player. We've got to, especially at Ibrox, We've got to play the players that um that that played Lawrence and uh, keep keep roughly keep the same team uh, because. We've got to attack them, and they're really frightened of the the, the Ibrox noise. They they were they were quite happy with it. With it. I mean, they get a really good support as well. They, they, their supporters really pushed them on and on and on as well after the the, the game against Monaco. But um, no, I really think we've got a good chance. I, I, you're, I, I, you're right, David, and I think I mean both teams will fancy it. Both teams will fancy their chances of, of being able to take like take the take the tie as long as they play well. And there's absolutely no reason Rangers should be fearing PSV, but at the same time, we we need to do up our game. Um Mason, question for uh Podder on his on his week off, Chris Paul. He's sparked a few cans, he's watching the boys. Are we thinking that Morelos and Davies play on Saturday in prep for the PSV double header? So I know you you definitely want Ben Davies in centre half. I'm inclined to agree with you. And if he plays well, 
and Saturday and we're comfortable he goes in for Tuesday. I think we've got that option if we're any doubt after Saturday we bring Sands back in for Tuesday but the hard question is Alfredo Morelos isn't it because that's Cholak uh, two and two and two games and it should have been three and three if we didn't have shite linesmen in, in Scotland but did we bring Morelos in to start on Saturday? As you said, definitely Ben Davis has got to come in and and um and, and I'd play Yulmaz as well to be honest. I think he needs he needs game time. Um and I think he's obviously been brought in to be to be the first choice and I can't keep saying for fuck's sake Bourne, even though he's got two we'll give him the two assists. I'm I'm, I'm kind of I think I just think I think we need a change in there. Um and I want Gio to go with a settled back four or back five with McLaughlin now and we just go from there. Um but but Morelos is I was thinking this one today. I, I'm still not sure. Because he was out for so long, I'm still not sure if we if we're going to do it though. St Johnson, obviously at home, that's the kind of game you wanted to go and start him in. But maybe give him more than than 15, 20 minutes. Maybe give him a second half or or half an hour for Tuesday. I think Tuesday's non-negotiable. I think he has to start. I think we're playing a team that's you know we're talking about levels of USG, PSV are, are miles ahead of, of USG in my opinion. So we are going to have to get Merlos in and especially for the away leg because we know what he can do away from home and what he brings to us away from home in, in European football is is so, so important. But um, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know about Saturday. I think it might be coming a little bit too early um, for, for Merlos again just, just to start a game. But, but Chuzzi's a completely different story. Davey, Davey P, sorry. I'm looking at the PSV as a... It's a one long 180 minute game as you're allowed to do now with uh, with the away goals. Away goal rule has been shot. So on, on Tuesday, all going well, I think we will be set up to be a bit more aggressive on the ball, quite similar to how we were on Tuesday night. And we'll, we should be aiming to get players closer to the striker. And I think Cholak will benefit from that. But I think for the return leg, we need Alfredo Morelos in because. In Eindhoven, we're not going to have as much of the ball. We are going to have to work a bit harder to retain the ball when we have it and to win it back. And I, I, we need Morelos back even to start the first 60 minutes for that game, I think. I mean, I fully fire in uh, Alfredo Morelos as your first pick. Cholak's on the bench, <laughs> so that's just the way it is. So if, uh, if, if Alfredo Morelos is fit, I'd be playing him in both games. You know, I, I would... I'm just of the view that you go with your best players. So, and the, what we spoke about last week when we, when Gio's going away from home to be a wee bit more conservative, a wee bit more reserved, and then I, I would suggest, you know, having, you know, lost the tie 2 0, it could possibly have been worse. That we're not going to repeat that in Eindhoven. We'll be going there with a different uh, setup, a different attitude that we're going to be a wee bit more on, on the front foot. So that's uh, for me. Alfredo Morelos plays in both games, but I mean, in, on the the point about Ben Davis coming in on Saturday and replacing Sands, we're not going to find out on Saturday whether Ben Davis is a good defender or not, because uh, he's up against St. Johnson, and he will, he'll be there with Connor Goldson. They will share fifty passes between them, but he's not going to be uh, under pressure in the penalty box. So the danger with changing it from Sands to, to Ben Davis is that when you go to Eindhoven, when we go, go play Eindhoven on, on Tuesday night, you know, we're, we're going with a kind of untested central-back pairing. So, that and that's the dilemma, but that's uh, Gio's call. So, 
he uh, gets paid the money for it and he can have a thing about it. And and my other wee thing about Sands is that, you know, we had the same, there was the same, you know, question marks, reservations about uh, Calvin Bassey at just about the same time last year when he was on the fringes of the team, you know, and Calvin, oh, look, Christ, look what he did. He's made a mistake there, you know, but we, uh, we stuck with him. He improved because, you know, we, was it the game? Uh, one of the European mm-hmm. ties when we ended up having to play Calvin Bassey because we had no one else to do it. Uh, was it the gateway game in Prague when we? I we, think we so. Calvin Bassey, yeah, and we, we had no one else. So and they're saying, oh, but he's not really a, a central defender, and you know, and look at the mistakes he's made. He get caught, but, you know, but the guy, uh, look, look what ended up happening. You know, so and I'm not saying that's going to happen with, with James Sands. <clears throat> he might be shite, but. Uh, I think we uh, we sh- we're not going to find out on Saturday whether Ben Davis is a good defender or not. That's just my no. wee note of caution and all of that. David Thomason, uh, another question on the, the lineup for Saturday, and it's more around the midfield. Erin Gold's asked, like kind of g- generally, what has happened to Ryan Jack, and I do I do think Ryan Jack might struggle for minutes this season, particularly with Lundstrom's not going to be moved by an disaster, but. In the last couple of games, we've seen Steve Davis come in and Scott Arfield come in. And there was me pre-season thinking they're only going to get 12, 15 games. But they both came in and played a really, like, played a, a big part in getting those two wins over Kilmarnock and and USG. Who, so Ryan Jack, does he feature at all over the next few games? And who would you be starting in the midfield for Saturday? Well, I'm going to start with uh, saying uh, I was reading Callum Davidson, as you call him, th- this afternoon, and his first thing says that Rangers are going to have most of the ball, so we'll have to be good in areas where they, there's the least effect, which means, you know, they're going to have 10 men behind the ball. So looking at that, then you've got to ask yourself, do we need to sit in midfielders? So Ryan Jack can come in, and the only way for me, Jack can get in the team if we rest Lundstrom, which is maybe, which, I mean, he he's, they can't play every game either anyway. So Ryan Jack could come in for that. But then you've got Stevie Davis uh, looking for game time as well. So it's, it's a different, uh, quite a conundrum to, to, to work out who to play. But I certainly wouldn't uh, be playing two sitting midfielders against St. Johnson. That's uh, that, that that would be for me really crazy. So we've got to have, we've got to have virtually the same. I'm not saying the same players, but the same setup as we had. We we mostly attacking midfielders to get to break the lines, break through uh, the the St. Johnson defence because that's what it's going to be. It's just going to be us passing the ball at the back till we we, we find a way to get through to them. And uh, no, let's uh, we can't play seven. so the midfield for me. No, as long as that uh, as Tillman stays fit and Warren stays fit, they'll be the first name in the team sheet for me. That's uh, that's for sure. I would think I would I would I would dress Lundstrom to be honest with you. I don't think we need him. Uh, I, and I, I never want I never want to see Lundstrom off the pitch. I never want him to leave. I want him to be there forever. I am so fucking in love with him, David. So yeah. he's in love, but I'm fixated on the guy. Yeah, but it's not because I think he's bad. I think it's because um, we've got a big game on Tuesday, 
and we can't we can't keep. Although I must admit, Rangers Rangers were better when we were playing two games a week. Um, the, the players seem to enjoy it a lot more than than training. But I, I think you've got to rest with some players sometime, and I I just don't think Brian Jack can't really run a game. Lundstrom can run a game, and uh, Davis can run a game. But Jack's not really not that kind of player. He's not he's not a player that can take the 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 game by the scruff of a neck and uh, and and run it. So I, I think Jack's going to struggle to to get game time this year. I really do. But uh, yeah. and how fit is he? That that's the thing as well. You, I mean, he looked didn't look fit the games that I've seen him playing in. So that's a that's a thing as well. But no, against teams that with 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 a, with a defense, you can't play with two certain midfielders. That's a that's a crux of it. Aye, I think what I would probably call it is Davis is seen as a certain midfielder, but I think it's how you use them because Davis and Lundstrom were played pretty well together um, against Kilmarnock. They did, they, they got the ball moving quite quickly and managed to get us upfield quite a lot. It's just when we got to the final third that that's when it that's when it really slowed down. Um, yeah, but Colin, can I come back there? That, that's that, that, that's uh, that's the thing. Well, why it's breaking down, and because we need the players that run into the box, and that's not Lundstrom and it's not uh, Davis. We need the players that can run into the box, and that's the likes of Arfield, the likes of Tillman. That that's the players we need to get in there. And 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 I, I feel sorry for 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 Jack uh, because I really think he's played well the, the last well when he when he has played, and I like him as a player, but. I just, I, I, we need players in really the most, the more advanced positions, because I mean, let's face it, we, two, the two defenders, Golson and uh, and whoever plays beside him, Sands, they they're, they're up against one one forward, and that's Stevie May probably. So Stevie May, I mean, if, if they can't get him in his back pocket, then the, God knows what. But uh, no, I really, I've. I, I, I think we should just go out with virtually the same team, but he might make changes for because we're playing on Tuesday night a really big, a really big game. I think that's where the changes will be made. So we'll take the last couple of listeners' questions, Mason. I'm going to come to you. Um, we're going to head to the B team. Um, any info on the reports? Lowry coming back in less than peak condition after the summer. All the talent in the world, but hopefully he learns from this. So here, Mitch, I'm heard that rumor, but. I'm also hearing, for, and again, I'm recycling information for like of Heart and Hand and um, the Battle Fever podcast and the kind of what I'm hearing snippets around the club. It was an injury. That's the official, that's the official line. Um, he scored a cracking free kick yesterday. Um, he was asked in the, the post-match press conference uh, after yesterday's win against Spartans, um, is he, was he forcing getting back into the, the first team? And he's... <laughs> Jokingly said that Malik Tillman's doing all right, so I've got stiff competition. What's your thoughts on in, in Lowry coming back up? I really like the look of him. Uh, to be honest, I think he's 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 the one out of the the B team and and the youngsters coming through that definitely looks looks a level above. Um, you know, last time really watching him though was was Hearts last game of of last season, and I thought he he was brilliant. Um, but yeah, it's, it's completely, completely. Di- obviously, that game that was a nothing game for Hearts, sort of nothing game for us. So it's sort of different coming into a, you know, even Saturday a game like Saturday where fifty thousand expecting to sort of break down St Johnston. Maybe that's a game for him. But 
you know, it, it, the thing is with preseason, if you miss if you miss a chunk and you get an injury, you, you're playing catch up, uh, and and that's what Lowry's going to be doing, unfortunately, now and. Maybe beat him and getting minutes is the best thing for him. But he's, he's definitely a player that, that I hope gets minutes uh, starting. No, not not just yet. Not not for me. David P, we've got the Queen of the South game at the end of the month. Um, all going well. We, you know, we, we navigate through this Champions League tie and we, we, we take maximum points for the league. I'd like to think the likes of Lowry, McCann, King can feature. Uh, in this game, at least, it was exactly what entered my head. Colin was the Queen of the South game. I've got that in a couple of weeks, you know, so we could be uh, penciling Lowry in for a start on that game. Uh, I know I don't want it to be the last twenty minutes. I want them to see it. You know, I want them to kick off at nil nil, you know, and, and exert his influence on the game. You know, giving him the last ten minutes, you know, we're three nil up doesn't really tell us anything. You know, from from a standing start, we should tell us a bit more, and that's what I would like to see him. You know, obviously we've got bigger guns in reserve should uh, should it be required. So I'm sure Gio will have uh, worked out the permutations. No, but I mean he's an exciting talent, isn't he? The boy is technically superb. He's he's everything I would hope to see in a in a young Rangers player. You know, he's got ability. He's got a bit of a swagger about him. I, I just he's the type of boy I want to see uh, play with Rangers. You know, with her chest puffed out and uh, thumping the badge from time to time. Which is, I think, why I've become just like you. I think I've become a, a fully paid up member of the John Lundstrom Appreciation Society. The guy for me was uh, he was my man of the match on Tuesday. He was uh, superb. I think just the way that he was not going to be browbeaten by a very physical USG team. Uh, John, uh, he's the guy I would want beside me in the trench every day. John Lundstrom. Did, did you see? Did you see um, when? Like, we bit a tangent here. Connor Golson, every time he makes a mistake, he just points to the nearest fucking player and it's infuriating. <laughs> but the first time, first time since Golson's signed and done that, I've never seen anybody challenge him and Lundstrom gave him exactly what he was thinking and I've seen Golson, all right, fair dues. Yeah. Well, John Lundstrom, I, I wouldn't want to meet him in a dark alley. Uh, he's, he's clearly not a shrinking violet. <laughs> they put it mildly so no he's for me he's good man to have in a tight corner John Lundstrom I love him to bits Aye, I never want him to leave hope he's here forever so on that note I think that's as good a time to wrap up as any um, thank you to everybody who's tuned in been listening been watching um, really appreciate people watching getting getting the comments in, getting involved. All ashes, whether you're getting your podcast, whether it's on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, whether these are like or these are subscribe or whether it just it helps us a wee bit just reaching a few more people. Uh, it's always appreciated. But all that's left to do is thank you to my three guests. As always, I'm asking you for a goodbye and a prediction. Kick us off, David Thomason. Cheers for joining us. Yeah, thanks. Well, I got last week right, so I'm quite uh, Tuesday right, so I'm quite happy. Um, uh, St. Johnson. No, I, I really think we're, we're we're going to take a lot of a lot of goals, some tight off somebody, and I think it could be St. Johnson. So I'm going to go for four, and which uh, St. Johnson will be doing better than Dundee United because they're getting beat five 0 at half time. 
<laughs> so we're happy with that one. <laughs> but um, no, I, I'm going to go for four nil, and I think I think we're we need to, we're going to, we're going to take a lot of goals off of somebody, and I think yeah. it'll probably be St Johnson. And it'd be a good time to do it. Just heading into the PSV game. Mason, what's your thoughts on, on Saturday, mate? And of course, lovely to see you as always. Yeah, Andrew, mate, thanks for having us uh, back on. Um, just before I touch on Saturday, I've just got a text from one of my mates who's watching and said, Joey, Joey Veerman, eh? Uh, obviously, I was banging on about him to you. I banged on about him for, for ages. So hopefully he has an absolute stinker against us. But he's a very, very good player. Um, and on Saturday, I'm going to go 3-0. 3-0, 3-0 win. I'll take it. I would take it. And last but not least, always a pleasure having you on, David Park. I'm going for 3-0 as well. I'm thinking, you know, we should have uh, looked for Lawrence. Uh, I would be putting Arfield back on uh, because he he will make the runs. He'll moves. He's, he's mobile in the box, you know, so the brawl bake. So I, I, I'm hoping, you know, I think, as Mason's just said, someone's going to get an absolute tanking. Uh, I would like it to be St. Johnson because I see they've, when I, in checking their, their team, I see they've now got the Andrew Considine, ex of Aberdeen, human battering ram type player. You know, so you know what you're kind of up coming up against on on Saturday. I think we could uh, get a couple early doors. I think we could take quite a few of them. But three 0 I'm going for because uh, and we 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 should be playing that game on Saturday with kind of maybe half an eye, maybe even quarter of an eye on Tuesday night. If some people need minutes, then this might be the chance to do it. Also, our good friend O'Halloran, he might be put up front. <laughs> Fuck. And if St. Well, John's it's only typical that he'll get it. He, he's not my friend. <laughs> so, I'm in agreement, boys, that someday is due a doing, and I'm hoping it does come this weekend, because uh, it'll just set us up for the end of August night. So, yeah, I think we, with it... With the attacking power we have with Lawrence, Tillman, Matondo, Kent back, and two good options up front, Cholak and Morelos. I'm actually expecting Cholak and Morelos, regardless of whoever starts, the other one will come on, and I expect both of them to score. So I think they'll be... I'm going to go 5 nothing. the same as Chick Sharp in the comments. 5 nil to the famous, and then on to Tuesday. So thanks very much for watching, everybody. Hope your team wins at the weekend, and remember, we are the people. Take care. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 